okay, traditionally speaking, you start by tuning in with a mantra, which is Om Namo Gurudev Namo. And that taps you into your highest self, your highest potential energy, creates sacred space and connects you with teachers and healers, this golden chain of teachers that have come before us and ancestors. What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast, you guys. How are you? Um, all right. I have Erica Pulsinelli on the podcast today, you guys. She is the founder and creator of Evolve by Erica. You can also find her on the as the newest instructor on the Melissa Wood Health platform, which is pretty freaking awesome. So she teaches meditation, breathwork, kundalini, uh, and she's just very, very in tune with her intuition and how to help other people around her also become very in tune with their intuition uh, through all of her practices, her various practices. But anyways, she's such a sweetheart and this episode is so great and I hope that you love it. Um, We talk about having courage to walk in our truth and in your truth. And we talk about different, you know, breath work and meditation and why it's so important and really get into listening to your intuition. And I share a story, a silly story, um, just about intuition. So let's get into it. Here we go. All right. Welcome back to the very best self podcast. I am your host, Victoria Brown. And today I have Erica Paulsonelli on the podcast. She is the founder and the creator of Evolve by Erica. She is a meditation teacher. She is a breathwork instructor, facilitator, um, among many, many other things. So I am super excited to have you on today, Erica. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and connect. Yes. Um, So I've actually been following you for a bit. I love all of your meditation content. I am the people who listen to this podcast know I'm a big meditation girly. I teach meditation myself as well. Um, And I I absolutely love your content that you put out there. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. And I know as a fellow content creator, um, it, it feels good to hear that like it's out there. The message is getting across because a lot goes into it, as you know. Yeah. So much goes into it. And then you put stuff out and you're just like, is anybody out there? Does anybody <laughs> care? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I totally know what you're feeling, what you feel, uh, when it comes to that, I totally get it. Um, yeah. So you've been doing this meditation for a while. Um, you also are like, you're, I would say, I don't know if the word's deeper, but you're much, you're much deeper into the practice than I think that, that I even am in terms of like, you do the sound healing and also chanting. And it sounds like you're super, um, just knowledgeable to like a really deep degree. Um, and I think you connected to that through Kundalini yoga, as I understand it. So Mm -hmm. basically tell us what your story is, how you found meditation, breath work, Kundalini, um, all of it. And you know, what your passion is around it. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Um, 
So I was struggling back in 2017. I had just moved to Long Beach near the beach, which was so wonderful for the nervous system. Um, But I really started to recognize that I struggled with anxiety most of my life, but it came to this breaking point. Um, I was experiencing panic attacks, which I have never really, I mean, I have experienced them before, but they were becoming just more consistent, almost part of something I was experiencing daily. Um, and it was, it was scary physically. I didn't know what was happening to me, why it was happening to me, but I realized that I was extremely anxious and it was time to do something about it. And every doctor's appointment I would go to, they would recognize outside of, um, a therapist or a psychiatrist. It was really just any experience I was having. People picked up on the anxiety I was experiencing. And every doctor would say, you should really talk to someone. You really need help. Um, you're pre-hypertension. You have high blood pressure and you have to, you should really seek help. And I didn't know what that would look like for me. And I was at the point where I recognized like, yes, I need help. Um, still trying to navigate what that looked like. And in 2017, a lot of people, at least in my circle, we're not meditating yet. I think 2020 really guided a collective to start exactly. That's when yeah. I found meditation, 2020. Yeah, yeah. So many people found it then. And that's like, you know, the diamonds coming out of pressure and like finding something that through a really hard time that ends up being so something life-changing that helps us so deeply. But during that time, I didn't know a lot of people practicing. I happened to find Kundalini Yoga found me. Um, It popped up on my phone way before, like everything was popping up on our phones. And I was so gut, something told me I had to try it. And my intuition and inner voice came in as soon as I met Kundalini, like it was, it was divine. I just heard the voice. You have to try this, go for it. And I did. I followed that. And in my meditations that would go really deep and sometimes feel overwhelming. I would just hear that same voice again, like go deeper, continue, just keep going. And what I started to experience and realize was that I well, the first time I tried it, I felt absolute calmness and bliss right away. So it was like something completely washed the stress away from me, washed my nerves away. And I finally felt calm. And I remember lying there being like, oh my gosh, is this what calmness feels like? I finally feel lighter. And I finally feel that anxiousness removed from me. So I started to practice a little bit every day, three to five minutes of Kundalini breath work. And um, I, I was an elementary school teacher at the time. And I recognized I had more patience throughout the day. I was calmer, more grounded. I started to see a bigger meaning to my life and what I was doing. I knew that teaching elementary school wasn't my life's purpose and what I would continue to do. But I knew that continuing to do this would help me go deeper in finding that. And I started to see all of these things shift within my life, within myself, within my relationships, how I viewed the world and my whole experience. And I just needed to learn more. So I ended up getting trained in Kundalini. And um, all of this started from that. And from there, I feel like I've been able to make a, an ancient practice and an intense practice, very approachable. Um being able to take from it 
some foundational things that we can practice each day, whether we have three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 40 minutes, and just get this in to calm our nervous system, heal any stored emotions, any wounds, any traumas, and finally be free of what's been holding us back. So that's how it all started. Wow. So Kundalini, I, it's so funny because what is Kundalini? I thought it was Kundalini was a type of yoga, but it's a breathwork. Really good question. So there's a few parts of this. So Kundalini yoga and meditation is one piece of this. And that is the practice that helps us to experience, hopefully what we, what we aim for. And I wasn't even aiming for this. I didn't even know about this until afterwards, which is Um, a really big part of my whole journey is kind of like experiencing and then like learning backwards in this. But Kundalini yoga and meditation is an ancient practice originates in India and it's composed of breath work, meditation, movement, and mantra. And because it uses all of these pillars and these meditative approaches, it is an experience of the 10 bodies. So the physical body is just one body, but there's actually 10 bodies and we work all 10 bodies through this practice. And that's why it's known to be one of the most potent and powerful types of meditation. I call it like the express train to higher consciousness, because if you want to get somewhere and you want to do it quickly, or you want to heal something, this is a very fast way to do it. Not better, not worse just fast and powerful. And then Kundalini energy lives within all of us. That's dormant in our system at the base of our spine. And when we awaken it, we have that spiritual awakening. We awaken our Kundalini, we clear our chakra system, we clear any density, any blocks within us so that we can become our fullest expression. And Kundalini yoga meditation is a way to get there and awaken that. You could do it with other meditations as well. You can experience a kundalini awakening other ways, but this is a practice that helps us get there. Okay. And so I'm so confused. So you do yoga and breath work and meditation all in the same, there's like a flow to it. Yeah. So, okay. Traditionally speaking, you start by tuning in with a mantra, which is Om Namo Gurudev Namo. And that taps you into your highest self, your highest potential energy, creates sacred space and connects you with teachers and healers, this golden chain of teachers that have come before us and ancestors. From there, it's advised that you move your body because the purpose of yoga is so that you can meditate. Mm -hmm. So for instance, a cat cow, a kundalini cat cow is a little different than like your regular cat cow. It's kind of like a twerk. Like it's a really fast cat cow, which helps activate the lymphatic system, helps to promote collagen development. Um, It moves the cerebral spinal fluid to the brain. It's it's really waking up the system. Um, And from there, you can do other exercises. And that's like the kundalini yoga aspect. And then the breath work is in conjunction with some of the movement or on its own, just a breath of fire to warm up the system. Okay. And then from there, you could go into meditation or a mantra meditation. And how I teach, it doesn't always have one of those pieces. 
each one of those pieces serves a very necessary part. And the movement helps us to move the energy to get to where we need to go. The meditation helps us to connect to our higher self, as well as the mantra. The breath work gives us energy and helps us to clear blocks. They can be used independently as well. But what makes Kundalini really powerful is that when you use these all together, it just magnetizes the experience. Okay. That makes sense. I need to do this. I need to try. Yes. Yes. You absolutely have to. Yes. And I'm sure you can recommend lots of places after the show to, to me in uh, New York, or I can take your class with me virtually. Yeah. Yeah. Of Um, course. Okay, great. I love that. So this is used to awaken your energy. Um, and I also saw that you even asked, I think it was even today on your Instagram, something that really kind of piqued my interest is what is our third eye and how do we know when it is activated? Okay. Really good question. So (laughs) With this practice, it works our glandular system. And we have two glands in our body, the pituitary gland and pineal gland, which are known to help us activate our intuition. So when we start to clear, decalcify, open up these energy centers, you start to feel different. You start to think different. It's almost like there's been some dust or some cloudiness in our system. And finally, when we start to bring oxygen to that, bring energy to that, we start to open it up. So our third eye is the pituitary glands, which is really in the center of our head. We might feel the activation at the third eye point in between the two eyebrows. In Kundalini, we have eye gazes, specific eye gazes that help to activate that opening. So we'll look in and up to the third eye point as we meditate. And this is the home of our intuition. So we're using the physical body to actually gain these senses that are beyond the physical and into the spiritual realm. And when we open up our third eye, we have access to our intuition. We have access to our inner voice. We're able to make decisions based off of discernment, based off our truth, rather than what anyone else tells us. And we're living in the age of information now. You can Google like whatever you think the best diet is. And there will be things supporting that diet, telling you it's the best, you have to do it, you'll live forever. And then the exact opposite, because it is, we're just overwhelmed with information, which is a wonderful thing. We have access to so much. However, this calls upon the necessity of having your intuition and being able to really discern what is best for you. And that's what the practice helps us to do. And how you would know if you have, an activated third eye, um, a few different ways. So if you resonate with one of them or none of them, it doesn't mean that you're not activated into your intuition. These are just some ways that I've experienced. You may hear an inner voice, like that guidance system being like, Erica, you're supposed to do this or whatever, whatever it means, just like that little push or that voice inside your head telling you which way to go. Your body might respond to something. So you might see something and start to feel a certain way. And that can be your intuition speaking to telling you, yes, you need that or no, run the other way. The other thing is you might actually feel some physical sensations at the third eye point or at the crown or center of the head. So when I meditate, I I feel a lot. I'm very into the subtleties. I'm very sensitive from all the practice that I've done. And I I feel um, a lot of activation in that space. But really what it is, is our intuition, our internal guidance system. And I feel it's essential for the times that we're living in right now. I really couldn't agree more because it is, it is so true. There's so many different voices out there and 
like there's TikTok and there's Instagram and everybody has an opinion. And then not to mention your family and your friends and the people you see. And it's like, all of the time we have a million different opinions coming at us, but like, sometimes we do, we get that tug on like our heartstring or our third eye, if you will, we get that kind of like inner knowing that will pop up that will say like, no, no, like this is what you should be doing. But then when everyone around you will say, no, that's not what you should be doing. It's, it's very difficult to kind of find your way. So if you have a very strong, you know, I think connection to self and intuition, I think maybe, you know, it makes it easier to make decisions. Absolutely. And eventually the voice becomes so loud as you continue to work it. I have a very specific, two specific meditations for developing your intuition. Um, And the voice starts to become so loud that it gets so uncomfortable to listen to other people um, and what they want for you. And it becomes so clear what it is you need for yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's a silly example, but it's like the truest example I can find in my mind right now. And I, I just want to share it because it's, it's just funny. So, um, so I got engaged in May and oh, I was congrats. looking, thank you for a wedding dress. And it's a very personal decision. However, traditionally speaking, it's also the choosing of a wedding dress is something that you spend, you know, you do with your family and your friends. And so I did, I did that. Um, and so I went, you know, I spent like all, an entire day um, with my, you know, two best friends here in New York and uh, my mother-in-law and we went and looked at dresses and it was like an amazing experience um, and picked out some like contenders. Um, and then I went to DC where I'm like near where I'm from and my mom and my grandma and my sister came. And then you have this idea in your head, you want to have this experience where like you choose the dress and it's like a very emotional, like whatever thing. And then that happened and I did that. So I choose a dress and, you know, my grandma's crying, my mom's tearing up, my sister's so happy. We were like FaceTiming with friends. It was a very like exciting day. And then afterwards we went and got a glass of champagne and toasted and it was, it was great. And then I get home from DC and I'm like looking at the dress and I'm like, it's not it. It's not the one. I just knew it. And then I was just like, well, it can be the one. I do love it. I absolutely, I still love it to this day. And and I was just like, like, I don't know. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then like, I'm asking everybody around me and I'm like, cause I couldn't stop thinking about this other dress that I tried on that wasn't quite me quote unquote necessarily, but I just absolutely loved it. And I just kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it. And I just couldn't get it off my mind. I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I just made the decision and I called and I canceled the order. And then I just let it go for like three weeks almost. I just was like, I'm not going to do dress shopping for a while. Like I have time. I'm good. Like whatever. So like three weeks go by and then I make like three appointments here in New York and I go to the first one and I decided I just went by myself and I was like, I had the experience. I did the thing. I had everybody else's voices and everybody else's opinions and all of their thoughts and ideas around this. And then I and their stories, right? Cause people make up stories about, well, this one is you because it's this. And don't you think it'll yeah. look good. And when you're here and when you're doing this and da, da, da. And then when I, I went to the second place by my, I went to, for one place by myself and the second place I went to by myself, I found the dress, if you will. And so I chose it and I feel great about my decision. I feel incredible about it and it will, no one will see it on my wedding day. I will be the only one who's ever seen it. That's cool. So, That's really special, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And I think what you shared about like you calling everyone, asking everyone, like that is such a sign that 
you are like, you weren't in alignment with that dress and you were looking for other people's advice because you knew, like you already knew, Yes. but sometimes we seek externally to be like, well, what do you think? Can I return it? Should I return it? When we already know the answer. And I feel like that's what, that's just what our practice helps us to do is like, we know it. We have all the answers within ourselves and it starts to become just, it kind of makes life more efficient because it's less of like the indecisiveness or less having to seek outside of yourself and more of like, at the end of the day, you know what you want, you knew right. it and you knew what you had to do. And that's, right. that's what it brings us. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know. I got to listen to myself and this is a big day and I shouldn't have anyone else's opinion cloud, you know, because there was even a moment where when I chose the dress, I had like, there was like a friend on FaceTime that was just like, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's the one. And then (laughs) I had to deal with like the fact that I had chosen it, but then the other person said, and then it was just too much. I was like, I got to really hone in on my own intuition and listen to myself and ask myself, what do I want? And anyways, absolutely. yeah, I just feel like that story is just like, honestly, just a great example of like, kind of like things that we go through in everyday life where it's like, you know, actually like we got to just like, listen to ourselves, but it sounds like this, this practice really does open up, um, your ability to listen to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had some exciting new things happening in your life. You know, you've been traveling down this path of meditation and Kundalini and and breathwork and all of these things on your own. And then recently you were, uh, joined, uh, the Melissa Wood health uh, Mm -hmm. platform, which is a huge accomplishment. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, How did that come to be? Were you just kind of living you know, your truth and doing what you do every day. And then someone reached out or how did it all happen for you? Yeah. So it's so exciting because I think what I've learned most on this journey is that we really create our own reality. And when we are making it a priority to raise our vibration and to really be in alignment with our truth, opportunities come from come through that. And it's, it's so important to stay at a high frequency, to do all the things to allow you to feel your best. So you can align for what is in alignment with you. So I actually started working with Danielle Bernstein, who is friends with Melissa, um, in 2020, I believe. And we worked one-on-one and, um, she, she loved and enjoyed our time together and the meditations together. And she shared with Melissa, she was like, I really want you to try Erica's meditations. And then I kept like kind of popping up on her radar from Danielle and then other ways I popped up as well. And I think that's just what starts to happen when, you know, when something's aligned for you or meant to, for you, it just starts to come into your awareness, just like this practice did for me and for a lot of other people who are called to it. Um, so I did a few meditations for her, her team. And then she had this idea of expanding MWH. And it was such an honor to be asked to go on there and share meditations there as well. It's been such an incredible experience, like something I've journaled about and like wanted to manifest happening. It's just a very, very cool process. That is really neat. I mean, also because at the time, like you're just living, like I said, living in your truth, doing what feels good for you. And I just always find it so interesting when the universe kind of conspires, because it's like, 
at this time in your life, it's not like this was something, you know, you journaled about it, but it wasn't necessarily something you could have dreamt up because she didn't have this, right. this expanded yeah. platform. She was the only person on the platform. And to anyone with, you know, an, any outsider, like there was no plan to, yeah. to add instructors to, you know, the Melissa Wood health platform. So yeah. I always, I always love when kind of the, like I said, the universe kind of conspires. It's like, you're just busy doing the thing that you love. And then when you're busy doing the thing that you love, other opportunities, just, they just seek you out and they find you when you're just busy doing the thing that you love. I love that. I think you said that perfectly. And it's so true. I have like chills because it's true. Like I could write it in my journal all I want, but if she didn't want to expand, like it's divine timing, it's things happening when it's meant to. And, um, you know, I always set intention that I'm put around the people I'm supposed to be, the places I'm supposed to be in and um, just the energy that I'm supposed to be part of. And I set that intention all the time. And it's it's incredible to watch the universe work for you and with you and with your frequency. And that's something that continues to blow my mind, um, how we can create this, this communication, this relationship with the universe and speak to it, speak to our guides, our angels, whatever, whoever it is you want to connect to and know that when you start exactly what you're saying, when you start doing what you enjoy, what you're aligned with and do that from a place of authenticity and love and truth, the universe really freaking works to assist you. And then coupled with Kundalini and the really powerful manifestation practices that I teach and practice, it it's all very, very powerful. It's very yeah. exciting. Yeah. It's like, I, I see that like all unfolding for you and it's really, really neat. Actually, Thank you. Thank cool. you. Um, yeah. So also you are to kind of switch gears just a tiny bit, but, um, you're like well-versed in astrology as well, aren't you? I am definitely self-taught and I am obsessed. Like this past year, I've just been so interested and so guided to astrology. Um, so I don't know how well-versed I am, but I try, I do my homework. I'm always learning and I feel like I'm a forever astrology student. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that way too. I'm like, I find it so fascinating and like, just, yeah. I don't know, I'm just so into it. But I was curious if you know kind of what the stars are saying right now or what 2023 holds or any of those things that maybe you have researched? Yeah. So today actually is the winter solstice. I know this will be out after then, but we're recording this on the winter solstice, which is a time where we're supposed to sit and have silence and go within the darkness and explore our shadows and think about what is no longer serving us. How can we grow from what is already presented within ourselves that no longer serves us? Um, and as we transition into 2023, we're coming into days filled with more light. So where we're located, um, it's the winter solstice. And that's because it's the shortest day of the year with the most darkness. And from here, we're going to go into more light, making our way eventually into spring. That's next, but we have a long way to go. Um, but for 2023, there is a lot of energy with Jupiter as we transition. Um, right now we're in Capricorn season where we're getting things done. We're super focused. And um I mean, a lot lies ahead. I personally feel, I feel like I combine what I learn in astrology with divine downloads and intuition. I feel like there's a lot of energy coming in for the beginning of the year on um, massive shifts of like, we spoke about this 
very quickly when we first came on together, but like stepping into your courage and going after and really coming in alignment with your truth is I think going to be a really big theme of 2023. Um, I think 2020 really started that momentum. And in 2023, there's going to be a lot of like shedding of old beliefs, old structures, and being able to kind of start creating this new earth and this space that where we're more in alignment, there's more unity consciousness. And unfortunately, sometimes to get to these beautiful spaces, there's a lot of icky work to do that we see come up in the collective. But I truly believe that every hardship that we've been experiencing as a collective, all the darkness that has come up is to is here to help us grow and expand through that so that no longer has to exist as part of our reality. And we're coming into a place of oneness, of love, of equality, of acceptance, of understanding and compassion. I like, I don't know. I feel like I genuinely feel that. And, uh, like, I don't know, like I, the word I've chosen for 2023 is alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a bit, like, I feel like we were like fully, truly, wholly, uh, like back to that off to the races feeling in 2022. Like it just, and I feel like a lot of the old habits that, uh, were not serving me when the pandemic first started, where you like kind of had that come to moment. We were like, oh my God. Like I was living at an insane rate, like pace, and I was doing all of these things that I didn't love and doing all, you know, filling all of my time in XYZ way that wasn't serving me and didn't feel good. And then we had this automatic pause where we got to think about that and we got to really get clear with like, you know, what doesn't feel good. And I think a lot of us made a lot of promises. I can't speak for everybody, obviously, but I feel like a lot of us made a lot of promises that we were not going to go back to certain ways of being, Mm -hmm. um, after this automatic pause. And then I don't know about other people, but me personally, I feel like in 2022, a lot of the old things kind of found their way back somehow. Like, I don't know. And even at, you know, I teach at soul cycle and, you know, I was like, wow, I realized I was like, this doesn't feel good. I can't teach this many classes a week. It doesn't feel good. And then I look at it back and I'm like, okay, well now I'm back to teaching 10 classes a week. Yeah. We did that again. We said we were never going to do that, you know? And there's just little things where, I don't know, I feel like this, I'm very like calm and at ease Mm -hmm. with like the shedding, like you said right now, where I'm just like, okay, I got to really take like a bird's eye view of my life and and ask myself what's working and what's no longer working. And then really take real steps to just feel better every day and then do less and not try to fill all of the space all of the time, you know? I have chills because that's a huge message I've been getting this week in particular of like having so much space and time for stillness, for quiet, to listen. And the thing is like, we get so used to whatever it is we're doing. And sometimes it takes those breaks or resets to identify, like, I cannot believe I used to do this. That was not okay. And then you're fortunately you're recognizing that before you needed a whole new, you know, catastrophic event to bring that to your attention because you're more in tune because of your practice and everything that you're doing and being able to see like, you know what, I'm doing this again, but this doesn't really feel right in this moment. And how can I scale it back? And how can I take time? And I also think we're changing as well. So always checking in and not basically not always going off of what we said we would do, but how we feel right here and right now. So like 
maybe I'm just using yours as an example. You obviously made your very clear decision, but for other people who are struggling with like, okay, say you were working full-time and you said you would never do that again, or you would never commute again. Maybe right now it feels good to get out and do it and then reassess. And you know, it's all about like coming back and reassessing ourselves and saying, am I working? Am I moving from a place of alignment? Am I moving from a place of truth? Do I have enough time to give back to myself and replenish myself? Living on the planet right now is a full-time job, just like existing here. Like I remember when I was teaching, I'm like, I'm not meant to go out and like teach right now. I have like space to hold and light to shed. Like I need to like be shining light right now because the the universe, the community, the consciousness needs it. So it is, it's like a full-time job just existing on the planet right now. And that's why we need these practices to help us be more in tune, to see where we need to scale it back a little, see where we need to replenish more. And honor that and understand that it's okay to now have a different set of standards for yourself. I think that's important for like the listeners to hear. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so cool that you work at SoulCycle. That was like my first spiritual experience before Kundalini. Really? I was like huge SoulCycle addict. Like I love that. Yes. Yeah. I love that so much. So because you're familiar with SoulCycle and obviously you love meditate. So meditation, I started at SoulCycle on Monday nights. I do soul and meditate. Oh, I love that. mm -hmm, I'll have to come take class. How nice. Um, Which studio are you at? I do it at the Nomad Studio. Um, I also teach okay. at 19th, but I do on every Monday night, I'll do just your normal, typical 45 minute soul cycle class. And then those who want to stay, I have them find a space around the room, lean up against the wall, whatever feels good. I and then that. I guide a 10 minute meditation post class. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the city on a Monday, I'm definitely going to come. It sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. And it has been, you know, it was, I guess we'll call it a spiritual download. I, you know, I don't know because mm-hmm. I, I got certified to teach meditation, um, back in 2020. Um, do you know David G? No, he's in, the, I'll have to, I'll have to show you who he is. He's great. I but anyways, so. he, he was my, um, teacher and he taught me and yeah, so that's how I, I found meditation in 2020, but I, it was May and it was mental health awareness month. And I was in class on a Monday night and I'm walking around the room, just like doing weights. <laughs> and I was just like, what if we did like, you know, like soul and meditate, it just like popped into my head. Yeah. And I was like, what if I like you guys? And I just like talk through it. Cause I do that. I talk a lot during arms. And like, I have like conversations with the people in my classes and I just like had this, like, it was like a download. I was just like, I think we should do this. And I was like, why don't we do it next? I was like, May is next Monday. I was like, why don't we do it for the whole month of May? We'll do every Monday night for, you know, soul and meditate. And the manager happened to be in the room at the time. I go, is that okay? I was like, can we do that? Can we say 10 minutes extra every Monday? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, okay. And then after class, she like input it into the schedule. And then we did it for the month of May and it felt so good. And I was like, yeah, we're going to keep doing this. So we've been, I've been doing it since May. It's just beautiful. Yeah, really and, and doing that after all that movement creates so much space for the body to just relax and tap in. So it it's a beautiful really, time to do that. It really, really does. Yeah. I, and it's also the best end cap to a Monday. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm obsessed with it. I like, I love, love that. Yeah. It's really neat. Amazing. Um, <laughs> okay. So last question for you. Um, I have so many others I could ask, but what is the best piece of advice that you would give your younger self? to trust more and surrender. I think part of this journey, I, and I think so many people listening can probably relate. We want to control so much in our lives. And when we start 
to understand that there are supports that exist, the universe, our higher power, our angels, whatever it may be, our spirit guides, and just trust that everything's working out for us, um, that we are supported, that we're going to be and be in alignment with who and where we're meant to be. It takes so much pressure off and it actually helps us in manifesting because if we're not trusting, we're in a state of fear and we're creating a ton of resistance. And then that's the energy we're giving out. We're making it harder for ourselves. So why should everything around us become easier if we're just making it harder for, for ourselves? So if we can slip into the space of trust and of faith, and I don't say this lightly because I know I think it's one of the hardest things to really embody and step into and which gratefully this practice has brought me to. But when we can truly just trust and understand that by trusting, by having faith, it's actually going to open up a whole much easier and aligned path for us because that's the frequency we're giving out. Instead of fear, we're saying, I trust, I surrender, I'm ready. I am open to the unseen and the unexpected. And I know it's part of the divine plan. Um, I think that's the biggest piece of advice I would give. We spend so much time worrying and it's such a false sense of control and it only makes things harder and it only brings us out of alignment. So we think we're doing something that's helping us and it is not at all. So that, that would be it. Open to the unseen. I like that. I love yeah. that. And we'll end with that. So thank you so much for being thank on you. today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you loved this conversation with Erica. If you want to try meditation with Erica, she is so, so gracious and so kind to offer 50% off of your first month with Evolve by Erica. So the code for that is going to be very best self. And her website is Evolve by Erica, E-R-I-K-A evolvebyerica.com and you get 50% off of the first month. And so you're going to get to meditate with her and try all of her practices at 50% off, which is amazing. If you've been looking for something like that in the new year to kind of really connect with yourself and your intuition. So I hope that you loved this episode. Um, you can connect with Erica on Instagram. She is at in kale, I N K A L E dot X Kale, uh, E-X-H-A-K-L-E. So you can also connect with me at Victoria Brown and our pod handle at Very Best Self. Leave us five stars, write us a review and make sure you subscribe and share this episode with someone you love. And that is a wrap for today. Love you guys, mean it. And I will see you next week. Bye.